Welcome to Crime Time. You're listening to Leonetti's Detection Selection. Welcome to Crime Time, a podcast discussing crime, thriller, horror, suspense, and mystery fiction. I'm Lee. I'm Eddie. And this is episode three, season three. Bam! Whoa! Three's a magic number. It really is. Yeah. Three. Point three. Hello. Hello. So this week we're going to be talking about the TV show Lucifer. I'm a little bit late to that party, but we'll get to it. It's okay. Yeah. It's vintage. Ooh. Bringing it back. Slow and steady wins the race. That's right. And you've been reading some liar-themed books. I have. I've been reading The Liar's Girlfriend by Catherine Ryan Howard. Uh Uh-huh. As well as Everything is Lies by Helen Callahan. And what's our favorite segment that we're going to do today? Oh, my gosh. Get ready for it. You know, you guys can't get enough of it. I can't get enough of it. When I say you guys, I mean me listening back to this. And that is Sexy or Scary. First of all, set the scene. The liar's girlfriend. It's set in Ireland. Okay, all right. And I was talking to you about this the other day, but I've really gotten into Irish crime fiction. Ooh, and what is it about it? Is it like the aesthetic or what? You asked me that at the time and I couldn't really explain it, but I think in some ways it feels like like kind of Australian. Ooh, a little bit of that post-colonial feel. (laughs) Kind of, but also people kind of living these lives that they have to live until they get to go to university, you know? Right, right. And I think in Australia, lots of us live in like rural areas or small towns or Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. towns that we don't really feel like represent us or like that we have a lot going on in and then you get to like work towards something that's going to be better you know where you get to like discover yourself find yourself and in the books that I've read that are Irish crime fiction that is often the case Mm -hmm. and once they get to uh, university similar kind of drinking culture partying culture so it's really hard to like kind of concentrate on your studies while all this drinking and freedom is happening I see uh, which was my experience yeah not relatable at all (laughs) and then that's ripe for like a a crime story to take place you know when you're away from your family for the first time you're figuring out how to live on your own you kind of like don't know what's going on you're drinking all the time you're partying you're meeting lovely people Uh uh and and then something really whack is going on, like a crime has just taken Amazing. place. Amazing. See, I feel like for me, my version of that would be like, what's that show where the old ladies go to country towns and then there's always a crime? Ah, uh, um, Rosemary and Time. Yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> yeah, Rosemary and Time is a beautiful, I don't know, English drama. Yeah. Where they go around the English countryside and they're gardeners and wherever they turn up, there's a there's a mystery that they have to solve. I'm just going to say what I've always said every time Rosemary and Time comes up, and that is octogenarian crime spree. I love it. I, I genuinely don't think it's a coincidence that these mysteries happen every time these amateur sleuths are here. Yeah. Stephen King took that idea and ran with it in the sequel to The Shining. Oh. So one of my favorite sequels ever called Dr. Sleep. Mm. And the, the bad guys in the novel are a traveling group. Oh my God. Grey nomad crime Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're called the human knot. And they have to, like, feed on the souls and terror of people to live, to keep living. But they just travel the U.S. in, like, what are they called? Like camper vans? Yeah, like RVs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that really, like, U.S. term. Like, get in your RV. And they've all got toilets in them, hey? Yes. Like, they're, like, little homes. Mm, mm. Yeah, horrifying. But anyway, I fully recommend that book. Danny's a grown-up in it. So the little boy in The Shining is grown up in Dr. Sleep. And we're with him 30 years later. All right. Well, Tangent City, let's get back to it. Let's get back to it. The Liar's Girlfriend. Okay. Uh, I don't know if anyone saw me tweet about this. If you're not on our Twitter, come along. Come along for the journey. It's Get Crime Time Pod. Together. We tweet often. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I tweeted about this book after I read it because mm-hmm. I got a copy, I read it, I couldn't put it down, and I loved it. And you can't keep your dang mouth shut. I can't keep it shut. I love this book. Every time I tell you a secret, it's like, boom, everywhere. Well, there's something I need to share. I share it on our Twitter. <laughs> Guys, you should get there. It's an explosion of scandal, secrecy, and top-notch crime fiction. Yeah. So The Lies Girlfriend, tell me what happens. Okay, so um, a writer called Catherine Ryan Howard wrote it, and it's the story of a young woman that's just, as I said, like, grown up in a country town where she's mm-hmm. kind of, like, mm-hmm. just been living, like, this kind of boring life, you yep. know? And then she gets this chance to go to university. Amazing. She gets there. She kind of has this friend that, like, doesn't treat her that well. And that's, what like, a jerk. been her experience of, like, friendship and connection. Oh, no. So she gets to university, and she finds this beautiful boy that she just falls in love with oh no question yeah is she the liar's girlfriend she's the liar's girlfriend oh no yeah yeah you guessed it she's just been set up to fail you know what i mean like you know if if you like start out not having like you know real friendships that are like i don't know at least a bit even some give and take trust that kind of stuff they give you a barometer for later in life to know if people are full of shit or not full of shit yeah oh poor Oh, that being said, tomorrow's always a new day. That's true. And friends, man. Yeah. Does yeah. she, you know, I feel like this might be a spoiler, but does she destroy him? I'm not going to give anything away. <laughs> so feel free to listen to this and then go and read the book. Wow. Okay. So there's, this is spoiler free. Spoiler free. But in the beginning of the book, yeah. So it's, it's set in, uh, she's an adult. Yep. returning to the scene of the crime <gasps> in one part of the book and it alternates between her being a young person going to university for the first time. Oh, see, this is a format you love. I you love, love the then and the now. Yeah. You're very then and now. I love it. Like, I feel like every now and then. I see you wearing some new vintage uh, Adidas <laughs> or like Nike or something like that. I so, do like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's very fitting. Yeah. So this main character's name is Alison. She falls in love with this boy called Will. He seems wonderful. But where there's a will, there's a way. Where there's a will, there's a way. So long story short, he's convicted as being Ireland's worst serial killer. Oh, dang. Yeah. Um, but yeah. we don't know if he done it. Well, he he confessed to it. He went to prison. Well, confession doesn't mean it's true. That's true. If anyone's been watching, uh, I think it's called The Black Tapes yes, on Netflix. Yes, that's yeah. that next Netflix show where they talk about people who confess to crimes that they didn't do. And there's various examples of it where people confess under duress yeah. or they confess because they're trying to impress someone yeah. or they confess because... For some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's just they're being held for so long and they just get so lost in it. Yeah, yeah, That they just think they want to say the right thing and then blah, 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 blah. I would definitely call that duress. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. Um, Sounds pretty horrible. Horrifying. Anyway, so this guy ends up in a psych unit. He's been in there for 10 years. Right. And as the 10-year anniversary is coming up to his... Uh, crime spree and then lockup. Right, which is when you have the crime spree reunion. Exactly. <laughs> These crimes start happening again. Again? Yeah. Oh, so is it a copycat or is it the original murderer? So Will says, who's the guy who's in prison, he says, I'm not going to talk to anyone, but guess it. <gasps> Allison. It's a human story. It's Ooh. a human journey. Ooh. She has to return home and face some demons. Amazing. Uh, one of them being Will. So she has to sit yeah. face to face with Will and start having these conversations. Question, are there literal demons? This is not a supernatural story. Well, you kind of, you, you took the sail, the wind out of my yeah, sails yeah, right there. Yeah. I, I just had to say it as a was, you know. 
<laughs> but yeah, I absolutely loved it. I couldn't put it down. It was so well written. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Irish crime fiction. Yeah, well, how many haunted pasts out of five would you give it? Five. Anyway, I loved it. Check it out. The Liar's Girlfriend. Five stars. I highly recommend it. Brilliant. All right. Well, I've been watching TV. Go on. Because you know me. You know me. I love TV. Yeah. Yeah, Tell us yeah. what you're watching. Somebody foolishly gave me the password to their Netflix account and I'll never get anything done ever again. <laughs> and you'll never get access to your Netflix account again. Have you, have you seen that picture that's always on Twitter that's like, like it's like a picture of anyone that's familiar with Netflix. When you log in, you can choose what login you're going to go to. Yeah. And it's like payer of the Netflix, Parasite 1, Parasite 2, <laughs> Parasite 3. I'm not making any comment. I'm just putting it there. Yeah, all right. Well, no comment. <laughs> Accepted. No, so I've been watching Lucifer, which is a... a devil. Well, he's, he's a de- good call. Yep, nice, nice. He is legion. Yeah. Hmm. Is that the devil who says that? Does I the devil know. say I am Is legion? Lucifer the devil? Yeah. So, so Lucifer started out, I think, as Samael, and then when he fell, he became the devil and Satan. But, like, Lucifer means, like, light bringer. Like, he's, like, you know, he didn't start out bad. Mm. And... I think that this show is really interesting because it kind of explores that because like Lucifer's original sin Mm. wasn't evil. Mm. It was uh, wanting free will. Wait, so he was an angel in heaven and then he wanted free will to do what? Whatever he likes. Yeah, right. And like God angels didn't that. have free will. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And God was like, uh, fuck yeah. It's funny to think about something not having free will. Yeah, right? It's, it's really intense. So he gets kicked out of heaven. He goes down to hell. And in this particular show, he was assigned to punish sinners, right? So he doesn't make them sin. He just punishes them. Like, that's his thing. Why? Because he has to. That's the only place he can be is hell. Because he's been kicked out of heaven. All right, so he lives in hell now. Yeah. And then essentially if a sinner sins, they come to hell and then he punishes them? Yeah. Or he punishes them while they're still alive? No, no, he punishes them in hell. So, like, the whole thing um, in, in this universe, people go to hell and their own guilt punishes them. Oh, lordy. So What if they don't have any guilt? Well, then they don't go to hell. Where people send themselves to hell. In, oh. in this particular world. So Lucifer, the show, what happens is one day Lucifer's like pretty much fucking done with hell, yeah. Mm. So he goes up to Los Angeles and he's like, sick one, I'm going to start a nightclub here. <laughs> um, and like, you know, he's like, um, brother Amenadiel comes down and he's like, uh, no, babes, you've you got to go back to hell. That's like your thing. And he's like, no. I'm not gonna <laughs> and then a murder happens out the front of his nightclub and he's like that's not okay that's some that's some bullshit um like i think it happens in front of him and and he's just like really confronted by it then this hot lady cop shows up and she's like i'm gonna solve this crime and he's like um me too and oh. she's like no you're not babes <laughs> and he's like oh i think i am also let's bone and she's like nah and he's like this has never happened before and so he just gets like really intrigued like he's like why is this like you know woman not tempted by me like i'm the ultimate tempter Mm. um and and she's not but also he's like really into like solving crimes so the whole show is literally career change yeah (laughs) satan is having a midlife crisis um yeah a bit of a career change moment but not just that he literally isn't undercover he's not in the least bit undercover like he's there his name in the human world is lucifer morningstar 
And any time anyone asks him who he is, he's like, I'm the devil. And they're like, yeah, lol, he thinks he's the devil. And then he's like, no, I'm the devil. But, like, no one believes him. Yeah. But then he's also, like, this, like, you know, nightclub owner. He's got a lot of money. He's got a lot of influence. You know, he kind of sways people. He does people favors, the kind of, like, ultimate, you know, desires. Um, And so he, like, gets in to be able to be the, like, consulting um, civilian consultant for this detective. And she's like, ah, it's really like castle, mm-hmm. but like castle, like turned up to 11 with the devil in it. Yeah. Right. It sounds like you're loving it. I'm, I'm freaking loving it. Are there like, many seasons? So I think there's about five or six. Um, I blasted through them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I ran out. So that's a tragedy. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Well, like all of the ones that have screened aren't yet in Australia. So, you know, I'm waiting. Good time. Waiting. I'm a patient guy. Good time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned watching, uh, television because I have been watching. I too watch television. <laughs> I too have been watching television. That's quite a unique thing to do, actually. But I've been obsessed with a new television series on Netflix. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And it's a called... We should get paid by Netflix. They I should. Know. They yeah. should give us some, you know, just cash. some little cash. Give us yeah. some money. <laughs> Netflix, if you're listening. Boom. Uh, this show is called Borderliner. Uh-huh. Have you heard of it? Oh, it rings a bell. It's a Norwegian noir crime drama series. All right, ideal. And the main character is wonderful. All right. I just love him. He's very handsome and tough and considered and smart and gay. (laughs) And I just love him. It's it's all of your favorite things in one All of my favorite things. And he's involved um, in a crime. Well, he's not involved in a crime. He's involved in uh, catching a bad guy who was high up in the police department. and, And... and getting him charged but I um, love dirty cop storylines dirty cop but this cop is like no no this isn't cool and so this cop high up cop gets arrested uh-huh. but then the whole squad is like you can piss off because <gasps> uh, we love that guy no so he goes back to his hometown to take a few days off and gets embroiled in a scandal whereby his moral compass is just flipping all about town oh my gosh it's so good amazing it's so good i gotta say netflix is a treasure trove for the kind of procedural crime and like the like true crime and like stuff like that you know what i've been watching a lot of lately Mm -hmm. supernatural survivors oh i haven't seen it but i've seen it my god okay so just imagine this ready um 60 minutes a current affair style reenactments so you're kind of like seven o'clock not exactly news show news yeah yeah. where they're like you know is your child eating grass (laughs) find out find out at seven and it's like you know like could the grass in your child's school be eating their face? <laughs> Find out at seven. And then they've just like got these reenactments of children being eaten by grass. They're really low, like low budget. It's ideal. So it's like that. And then it's people telling their supernatural encounters. Love it. And then they're like reenacted by like really like beautiful people. So yeah. it's like normal people being like acted by much younger much more beautiful people so it's like really good that kind of weird like this is really not real kind of real life is it scary um i haven't been scared by it yet but i feel like given the right circumstances you know home alone at night maybe i go to turn off a light the light bulb blows i think i might shit myself then i love those shows but if i'm watching one of those shows and it's just like really vulnerable person after yeah. vulnerable person i'm just like 
oh, this is making me feel on go. <laughs> no, no, no. So the first episode, I think you'll love it because the major story that I really loved was a haunted sports car. Oh, I love it. It was so good. And they're like, man, that sports car was haunted. And I'm telling you, it's not just me. My girlfriend saw it too. She saw the haunted sports car. And then they like get the wait, sports wait, wait. car it's cleansed. Not, it's not their, oh no, it's their sports it's car. It's their sports car. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. But it's being haunted. It's being haunted. Yeah, right. Um, and then, so they get the car cleansed. And as a final blow, the demonic haunting presence, do you know what it does? What does it do? Tell me. Ruins the car. <gasps> That's right. The car never started again after oh. being cleansed, but they were never haunted again. So worth it? You tell me. I want the job of the person whose idea this was to make it <laughs> to a television series on Netflix. Mm. I want that job. But before I have that job, this is my job. So I'm yeah. going to go on to the next book. Uh, okay, so Everything is Alive by Helen Callahan. It's really interesting because you just said Lucifer Morningstar. I did indeed. And that is the name of the cult in this book. Oh, Which, just randomly connection. Cult? So is that a devilish kind of... I think of, it is, yeah. It's yeah, a, it's a yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that, so I was just like, Whew. what is this? I thought it was the name of a ship or something. No, oh, isn't that like the name of like a, a, like a mace? Like a morning star. It's like a big stick with a ball on the end with like spikes. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it makes sense that it's Lucifer morning star. Mm. Anyway, so this book is uh, kind of similar to the first one I talked about. Um, main character, vulnerable young person, has a real shithead, mean, kind of upper class, snotty parents. Okay. And she's just like vying to get away from them and Ugh. start a new life. And oh, she just wants to break out on her own. Break, she just wants to break free. Wants to and get have, on the stage. Have romances. and Sing. Sing yeah. her heart out. And you know in Britain they call it like reading English, not studying English. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I yeah. like that. So she's gone to uni to do that and... Uh, as it sometimes happens, vulnerable people, people can kind of sense that at times. Oh, and no. What's going on? She just wants to make it in the world I of ballet. And, and she wants to be a poet. Oh, that's, that's way better than what I made up. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Anyway, so she starts university and uh, she, she gets caught up with this guy he's in a he's in a famous rock band he's very handsome and alluring and his name bono his name is not bono but it may as well be it may as well be yeah like a you know yeah and he he spots her a mile off you know and uh she just falls madly in love with him and it turns out that this story is Uh the protagonist's mum as a teenager what what hold on hold on hold on hold on record scratch sound what I'm getting here is that there's a then and now. Yeah. Right? And now is this young woman vying to get away from her uptight parents. That's then. That's then. Yeah. And she leaves university. No, she leaves home, goes to university, takes up with this rock star. But that's not our main character, Sophia. No, sorry. So our main character, Sophia, is a young 20-something architect living in the city. She goes home to visit her mum because her mum called her the night before being like, you need to come home. But, like, her mum often does that. So she just kind of ignored it, gets home. Her mum has suicided. (gasps) Shit. And her dad is critically injured. Whoa. So the dad is now in a coma. Whoa. And the daughter, Sophia, just feels like, I don't know if my mum would have done this. So she starts hunting down what else could have happened and she finds these diaries oh my about her mum's experience in this cult, Morningstar. Oh, my gosh. So she takes up with Bono, yeah. the mum. Yeah. Then joins his Morningstar cult. Yeah. And then... 
something happens. Millions of years later, she's got a kid. The kid is an architect living in the city, comes home, catastrophe has occurred, and the kid's like hunting into this. Yeah. It's really Whoa. good. That's so intense. Yeah. But I don't really want to give anything else away. No, no, That's no. The good this is, bones of this it. This is intriguing mm. as hell. I highly recommend it. Everything is lies. Helen Callahan. It's on Audible and it's really well narrated. I really Ooh. enjoy the performance. Yes. So check it out. Get amongst it. Let us know what you think. You can let us know on our Twitter at Crime Time Pod. Yeah. You can uh, you can send us an email. We have an email. Yeah, crimetimepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we have a website. Get there, crimetimepod.com. Yeah. I should have my own infomercials. You like should. late at night when like all of the actual TV's gone off, it'll just be me like, hi, it's me, Eddie. Would you like to listen to some cutting edge crime fiction reviews? Like really weird paragraph bank breaks, you know it. what I'm saying? Right. You can listen to me and my best friend, Lee. Lee won't say I'm their best friend, maybe like <laughs> second best friend, but Lee's my best friend. <laughs> Listen to us shoot the shit. (laughs) (laughs) We just are having a gas. Chewing the fat. Shooting the shit. (laughs) Listen to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Right? That's gold. Cut, print, send. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm so ready for it. I've been waiting all my life to do sexy or scary. You've just been waiting for this moment. Can I go first? Oh my god, okay. I'm going get first. Ready. Assume ready? the position. Ready? ready? <laughs> Boom. Unicorn, sexy or scary? Oh, scary. Scary. Mm-hmm. Not attracted to the unicorn at all. Not a bit. No, why, why scary? Let me, let me tell you my reasons. Right. First of all, the only people who can safely catch a unicorn are virgins. That's sus on me, like straight away. Straight away, I'm like, that's creepy, unicorns. Why are you so creepy? I'm going to go one step further and trouble the concept of virginity. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, unicorns, that's made up. <laughs> Just like you, unicorn. <laughs> right? Right? Do you know that lots of people dress up as unicorns, though? Like, I feel like it's an image in my head of people wearing hoofs and a horn. Is it a horn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, in, in like a sexy way? Like, well, yeah, that's kind the, of. What in a they're sexy into. way, yeah. Well, Throw like some that's, glitter. That's great for them. Yeah. I'm not keen on it. No. i got to say, that horn, it looks dangerous. I'm not a huge fan of a horse either. Have you been up close and personal with a horse? They have like, great eyes. I don't want to. And lashes. Like, they're beautiful. They're beautiful. I don't want to alienate any horse people, but, yeah. like, they're really, like, oily and, like. Not your thing. They're not my. Well, I like horses, but they're like, you know, they're nasty bastards. And I feel like a unicorn would be like even more vain and conceited than a normal horse. Because, like, regular horses, people go around braiding their hair, telling them they're beautiful. They just get an attitude, you know what I'm saying? So I just feel like a unicorn would be like that much, like, more. They'd be like, hey, you a virgin? And I'd be like, God, go away! (laughs) So I'm going to say. Scary. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Okay, your turn. Are you ready? Yes. Get set. Okay. Sexy or scary? Uh, I was. I thought I was just getting so ready. All right, ready. Go. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. I'm gonna go. go. I'm, go. I'm, I'm, go. I'm just. I'm oh, just I'm about gonna to. Die. I'm gonna say it. <laughs> Sexy or scary? The Loch Ness monster. The Loch Ness monster. Think about it. I'm thinking. I usually have immediate response, <laughs> but. With this guy. <laughs> Is it because you like just went to see The Shape of Water and you're a little bit like, well, maybe. 
I haven't seen it haven't yet, you? but people Neither. are loving it. The, I hear it's great, guys. The woman fish romance. Yeah, let yeah. us know if we should go and see The Shape of Water. Do you want a review? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to say sexy. You're going to say sexy? Yeah, I'm going to jump on the Shape of Water bandwagon. All right, but tell me why. Just the long flowing locks. <laughs> so you're Lock like... also means lake, doesn't yeah, it? it does. Yeah, it does. It does. I, I, I love water. I right, love okay. hair. Okay. I it's don't... shy. It never comes out <laughs> right, much. Right. I like mysterious. a shy guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like mystery. It's not all in your face. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, gives I like, you some space. I like a story. Like something I have to like untangle. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So you like Nessie because she's playing hard to get <laughs> so i'm gonna say sexy all right yeah, yeah. very positive yeah. i like it yeah all right do you have another one okay i've got one all right, okay a triffid a- fuck <laughs> shit oh man a triffid a triffid okay um so i read um day of the triffids when i was maybe 13 14 and tell the audience what one might look okay. like so a triffid has it it's, it's a plant mm-hmm. and it it's an ambulatory plant, mm. so it walks around. <laughs> um, and it's called a triffid because it's got three feet. <laughs> Little roots as feet. Yeah. Look, this is sounding dumb, but, you know. you Well, I'm not into it, into it, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're quite dangerous is the thing. Like, yeah. they can sting you or something. And, and um, I think that they actually, like, feed on, like... I think that the, they're like a carnivorous plant. Right. So in the day of the Triffids, which I read at a very formative age, what happens is there's this huge meteor shower and everyone goes out and they watch this beautiful meteor shower and they're like, whoa, it's amazing. There's so many beautiful colors. La. Next day, everyone wakes up and they're blind. Whoa. And then what happens? The Triffids, which they've been cultivating for years, all break out. The humans have been cultivating the triffids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're, like, really good for, like, medicine or something. There's some reason that triffids are, like, really, really, really popular. Triffids are, like, I'm going to, like, like, lo- like lots of things in when there's, like, social or political mm, unrest. Mm, they take mm. advantage of that exactly, situation. Exactly. So everyone's blind. Suddenly the triffids attack. Question, did the triffids cause the meteor shower? Did they know that it would happen? Hard to say. But, yeah, so the protagonist has, like, an eye operation. But did you think of it as a rebellion or...? Oh, it's hard to say because you never get, like, a triffid perspective. Yeah, right. Like, it's That's only what they human want perspective. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's anti-triffid <laughs> propaganda is what it is. But um, so the, like, protagonist in Day of the Triffids, he's had eye surgery um, and then that night the meteor shower happens and he can just hear everyone really enjoying it. And mm. he's like, oh, this sucks. But then the next morning... When am I going like, to get to watch this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> then the next morning he wakes up, like takes his bandages off. He's fine. No one else is. Oh, now that's yeah. justice. I don't know if it is to be... I'm going to say you've got a loose grasp on the concept of justice. But I'm going to say scary. Yeah. Scare the shit out of me as a 13, 14-year-old. Um, still does to this day. So scary, unequivocally scary. Boom. Gavel down, judgment passed. We have one more to go. We have, we have time for exactly one more. Do you want to do it? Yep, I'm going to. Now, are you ready? Yes. Sphinxes. Giant cat. Giant human-faced lion. I think it might have a snake tail but I could be getting that mixed up with something. I'm showing my ignorance here because when I think of Sphinx, I think of the giant stone creature. Yeah, 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 that's a Sphinx. It's, it's a lion with a human head. But it was created off of something? Um, okay, I don't know that. Um, I 
yeah, I have no idea. But I do know that there is a legend of the Sphinx. So I think it's Theseus. Could be wrong. Um, so it's like an ancient Greek myth where this guy, he's like, got to solve the Sphinx's riddle. Like, that's the thing that Sphinxes do. They're like, solve my riddle, bitch. Mm. And then the Sphinx, like, asks him this riddle. And then he's like, boom, solved your riddle. And the Sphinx is like, shit dang. But he, this Sphinx in particular, had eaten a lot of people with this sick-ass riddle. Do you want to hear it? Do you want to see if you would be eaten by the Sphinx? Okay, go. Okay. What creature walks on four legs in the morning... Two legs at midday and three legs at twilight. A human. Or why? I don't know. Well, you got to tell me why. What was the first bit? Four legs in the morning, two legs midday, and three legs at twilight. It's the process of aging. Oh! (laughs) And the third one would be with a walking stick or some kind of walking device. It is. You would survive the sphinx. That's pretty impressive. I was leaning towards sexy for the sphinx, but I like really smart people that never get done over. Oh, oh, right. So you're like... It's riddle didn't work, so I'm going to stamp it unequivocally scary. Right. So because you weren't fooled by the riddle, you're like, bah. Yeah. Not keen. Yeah. I see. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Did you get the riddle when you had it? Yeah. Mm. I don't think you I'm, I'm a pretty smart guy. I, I, I definitely got it. I'm no. not sure if you did. Well, <laughs> you know, it's a mystery. Well, guys, get in touch with us. Let us know if you solved the riddle of the yeah. Sphinx. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got a riddle for you, Lee. Go on. An idiot says what? Uh, people get in touch. What would you <laughs> respond to that with? Uh, okay, well, that's it for today, but uh, I've got one to go out on. Let us know yeah. what loses its head in the morning and gets it back at night. Oh. Tweet us, Crime Time Pod on Twitter. Yes. We'll see you soon. It's been real. Take care. Bye.